This story is brought to your ears by all our fantastic supporters on Patreon. To get in the action yourself with bloopers, extras, and the occasional early story, join us at patreon.com slash voiceofallmtg. We'd like to thank our newest patrons, Vanta Korn, PumaDog95, and Guy Repair for already donating. For more stories or just a chat, visit voiceofallmtg.com. And now, Voice of All presents... The One Hundred Steps, a story of Dragon's Maze by Adam Lee. They were trapped. Jack knew the key was critical, but he didn't realize to what lengths the Demir would go to get it back. Now, he and his sister Vinny crouched within the walls of the small apartment. They both knew help was not coming, not this far into the Ninth District. They were on their own. He could see the motes of dust as they floated through the tiny shaft of sunlight that pierced the dark crawl space. Alongside Jack was Vinny, her face a mixture of fear and hope. Out there were the mad albino and his warped henchmen, who slobbered like rabid dogs. Rockdos thrill killers. Jack was fresh out of the Azorius Academy, but his instructors hadn't prepared him for a situation like this. Jack had easily dispatched a host of Gorehouse thugs, too easily, when he realized they were only sacrificial swine used to drain his Azorius magic. Now the albino had come to do the real job. Jack! 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 The albino screeched as he dragged his flayer's knife along the floor, leaving a ragged trail of splintered wood. Wakey, wakey! A spike jester cackled and cartwheeled. As he ripped a hole in the wall, plaster and dust rained down and filled Jack's nose and eyes with grit. Vinny reflexively flinched and clapped her hands tight over her ears. Jack's mind raced. It was only a matter of time before the albino brought in a rage mutt to sniff them out. They had to move. Now! Beneath the din of the albino's taunts, Jack carefully slid over to Vinny and whispered in her ear. He'll bring dogs. We have to move. Vinny nodded. She loved her brother. When he returned from the academy, she thought there wasn't a nobler person on Ravnica. He was on the path to become a hero-mancer, a protector of people and the law, and she wanted to follow in his footsteps. They'd be safe. Jack would get them out of this. Jack slowly drew his short sword and took his dagger, the one with the Azorius sigils etched into its blade, and pressed it into his sister's hand. Vinny closed her fingers around the leather-bound handle. It felt heavy and dangerous, which made her feel a bit better. She set her jaw and nodded. Jack took a deep breath and waited by the crack in the wall, his eyes illuminated by the slim shaft of light. The Spike Jester was in a glee-filled rampage, dangerous but distracted, but Jack couldn't see the albino anymore, which worried him. They'd have to chance it. Jack slowly slid back the panel and whispered a spell. Crackling blue energy flared out and shackled the Spike Jester with glowing Azorius glyphs. 
The jester opened his mouth to bleat some obscenity, but Jack's boot collided with his face, making the bells on his hat jingle and his teeth rattle. The jester flew across the room and crumpled in the corner. Vinny ran for the door and paused as Jack slashed two other chainwalkers who had rushed into the room, left them slumped on the floor. Jack and Vinny ran down the slick, cobbled streets and turned a corner, only to face the massive silhouette of an ogre blocking their path. Jack made a sharp turn and put his shoulder into a door. The jam splintered and Jack pushed Vinny into the room. The ogre's chain whirred and caught Jack on the shoulder, sending his sword clattering down the alley. Two more barbed chains followed that slash and entangled Jack. He struggled and fell to the stones, reaching for his sword. Out of the corner of his eye, he saw a pale fist strike out like a snake to send Vinny sprawling onto the threshold. From the shadows, Jack saw the mad albino smirk with a gleeful malice as he stepped over Vinny and nonchalantly drew his blade. Jack, Jack. Jack, you have something that my master wants. Jack sent a bolt of blue energy at the albino, but it fizzled and popped. The air smelled like ozone as the albino made a mock face of shock and disbelief. Oh, what happened? The albino danced around as Jack tried to escape the ogre's chains and shredded his cloak and skin in the process. Oh, bet you practiced that little spell for months. Then, as quick as a silver serpent, the albino plunged his flare blade into Jack's helpless body. <laughs> oh, did that hurt? The albino sneered and knelt down, whispering to Jack's face. I'll bet it did. Shall I tear up the other one, boss? girl won't pose much of a problem. A slender blade with azorius sigils appeared from the mad albino's throat like a silvery tongue that spat jets of crimson across his pale flesh. The albino's expression of smug confidence turned to shock as he struggled to stand up on legs that wouldn't work. He tried to laugh, but all that came out was a watery croak. He clutched at his gaping wound with numb fingers. The albino collapsed, face first in a heap at Vinny's feet. The ogre looked shocked and quickly tried to collect his chains, but they were snarled around Jack's body. Vinny heard her brother weakly chant a spell with the last of his strength. The dagger she held burst into blue fire. Another pulsating wave struck the ogre, making his knees buckle. She lunged at the weakened ochre and peppered him with jabs from her dagger until the brute ceased to move. Minnie rushed over to Jack, kneeled beside him, and gently cradled his head in her arms. She started to say something, but Jack weakly raised his hand and then fumbled in his tunic. Vinny, take this. It's evidence. Give it to Halleck. Jack placed an ornate key into her hand. It felt cold and had a demure guild seal on it. Jack's breath came in ragged gasps between words. Go to the Jalen Column, the school of the Hieromancers. They'll take care of you now. Vinny sniffed back a tear. Jack. Be strong, 
Jack's hand slid to the floor, his eyes slowly unfocused as his last breath slipped away. Jack. Vinny stalked through the dangerous streets of the Ninth, bloodstained, disheveled, and grief-stricken. But something within her began to transform. Inside her, a steel spring slowly uncoiled, unwinding into a relentless determination that fortified her being and focused her will like a razor blade. Nobody better get in my way. She took alleyways and side streets, tears streaming down her face. A part of her hoped she would run into some gap-toothed Rakdos goon, especially one who thought she'd make an easy target. She visualized unloading all her pain right into that goon's belligerent face. The image kept her going through the dangerous journey out of the knife. She eventually came to the base of the 100 steps, the ancient stone staircase that was the gateway out of the ninth. Vinny climbed the stairs, slowly. It felt like she left some old part of her behind with each step she took. Weakness, uncertainty, doubt. On every step, she left an old part of her being that didn't serve her anymore. Every step was a hammer blow, shaping her will in a spiritual forge until her mind lit up with purpose and clarity. She climbed up past the ungilded neighborhoods to the top of the steps, where before her stood the Azorius Guildgate. Beyond it was the wide avenue that ran for miles across New Prov, eventually terminating into the form of Azor. She stood at the top of the steps and walked across the threshold of the ancient gate to emerge on the other side, no longer a child. Even miles away, she could feel the power of the form of Azor. It called to her, as if millions of Azorians before her chanted her name in recognition, as if they had waited for untold millennia for this moment. I will not fail you. The sun had just risen. Rays of light hit the massive towers of New Prov, and they shone like white fire. Vinny walked past the Jalen Column, past the Hiromancer Academy where her brother had studied for the past years. She headed straight for the Laev Column, straight for the recruitment center of those who enforce the law, those who investigate Ravnica's worst cases, who had their hands on the throat of lawlessness. She wanted the hardest training, the most feared sergeant, the most elite core. And most of all, she wanted to be assigned to the most dangerous districts. She walked through the tall doors of the Lyav Column and strode across the vast marble hall, up the staircase to the third tier, and straight to the Office of Admissions. The line of applicants and assistants moved aside instinctively, as if pushed by her will. She slammed the bloody dagger on the desk, looked the clerk of submissions in the eye, and spoke in a voice that filled the chamber. My name is Lavinia. I want to be an arrestor. Thank you for listening to this production of Voice of All. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you not just for the voices of the characters, but also to keep us going and growing. If you enjoyed what you heard, please support us by rating and reviewing us on iTunes, or following us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts, or just plain sharing with your friends. 
You can also support us financially on Patreon for exclusive perks. The 100 Steps was written by Adam Lee. The podcast was produced and edited by Gen Dolkeshi. This week's story featured the voice talents of Mike B., Anti-Rivet, and Mertia. Voice of All is unofficial fan content, permitted under the Wizards of the Coast fan content policy. Magic the Gathering is copyright, Wizards of the Coast. Thanks so much for listening, and y'all have a great day. <laughs>